This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Domestic demand for soybeans remains very strong. Comstock Investments market analyst Joe Camp says the National Oilseed Processors reported a record December soybean crush. The monthly number was another record, and it was a couple of million bushels above the average trade guess. You have over 195 million bushels of soybeans crushed by those processors last month, and uh, that was nearly 20 million uh, bushels above the year-ago value. So really all, all you know, steam ahead on uh, the processing sector. So that's one good sign today. And Camp says the added crush capacity is just partially responsible for that record crush. I think in part, yeah, we do have new plants in the West that have come online here. Uh, you've got, uh, until recently, you know, near record profitability for, for crushing uh, beans and uh, oil. We talk about the biodiesel demand, but also here this last season, meal exports have been very robust. We're following that drought in Argentina last season, and that's uh, helped meal export demand rise to a record this season. Van On and company market analyst Christy Van On keeping an eye on those soybean technicals. Beans are a little bit interesting here. They um, they had a really good setup when you looked at them on Friday. So it was still negative, but you threw some bearish information at beans. They went down. They found a key level around this 1201 to 1203 mark, and then they bounced off it really nice. And so to be honest, coming into the weekend and a long weekend, it, it, the market felt good about beans. Tuesday at one point we're up 11 cents, um, and now we find ourselves a bit off of the high from yesterday. Grain markets uh, have been both sides of unchanged here this week. Money farm owner Allison Thompson says technical trade seems to be lifting these grains. You know, we actually turned it around quite nicely going into the close. Actually, a green screen across the board, especially on the grain state, which is good to see. It's definitely been a while. It seems like forever since we've seen some higher closes here. So it's definitely a welcome sign. Um, but what turned it is obviously the big question we've gotten today. And nothing's changed fundamentally, technically. Um, we still remain in a downtrend. And Thompson is looking for fresh bullish news to sustain any rallies. But we're going to need to see the momentum continue to the upside um, from here. And that's going to take some positive news to do. And until we see something like that to give us some good follow through and get back above some resistance levels across the board, um, it, we don't have any proof other than it could be just a uh, bear market rally for right now. So hopefully we see more to come and we see some shifting in some ideas and what the market sentiment currently is. Again, demand, South American weather do remain pretty hot topics. Lack of demand continues to be a cloud over the market. Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzalo says the lack of demand from China is a major factor. We can't shake the China deflation and, and poor commodity demand mantra that the, that the market has built up. It's, it's almost become endemic in this market that even if you get good news, um, you're going to worry about China not being there for the demand side. And I think it goes right back to the USDA numbers last week. Yes, we saw a bigger yield increase in the United States, but we saw a big drop in harvested acres. And so if you look at the world numbers, almost all those world numbers, as far as world corn supplies, production ending stocks going up, it was all China. And if you looked at the world less China, uh, it barely moved versus the month of December. And I was, I was very um, surprised to see the trade not scrutinize that more, especially trade people like me that do their own analysis. And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan.
Skelly and Balancer, smart, reliable, profitable. Add fertility, increased cow herd longevity, Moderate mature cow size and heavier weaned calves are easier to achieve with Galvay and Balancer Genetics. Be sure to visit Galvay.org to learn more about Galvay Genetics that work for the commercial producer. Join the North Dakota Galvay Association for the 2024 North Dakota Golden Rule Sale, Sunday, January 28th at Kissed Livestock, starting at 2 o'clock. Early mornings, late nights, rain, snow, sunshine. It's the rhythm of the day for the American farmer and rancher. We get it. The Red River Farm Network is here to help you make informed decisions for your farm. We're proud to deliver farm news, markets, and weather to the innovators and decision makers. Join farm broadcasters Don Wick, Randy Conan, Whitney Pittman, and Tyler Donaldson for the news that impacts your bottom line. The Red River Farm Network is reporting agriculture's business. With a look at farm news this week in agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. Congress passing another stopgap spending measure and avoiding a government shutdown this week. The bill goes to the president for his signature. The bill funds agriculture, transportation, energy, and other departments until March 1st. The rest of the government is funded through March 8th. Combest Cell and Associates Managing Partner Tom Cell says things are moving along in Washington, D.C. Cell expects to see progress on a new farm bill soon, saying that election politics could actually provide the motivation to get things done a little sooner. I think it's actually positive. You know, people want to get something done. That plays well for the constituencies, uh, particularly throughout rural America. And it doesn't really hurt anyone in urban areas. You know, they're, they're not going to be affected by the outcome of the Farm Bill so much. So uh, I, I think it only provides positive pressure to get the Farm Bill done. I, I think even you know having the Iowa caucus for the Republicans up front is a great thing, just because it, it focuses so much attention on this kind of, we need to stand by our nation's productive resources. No one embodies that better uh, than the farmers. So there's been a lot of positive attention around ag policy coming out of this Iowa caucus. And, and that'll benefit us in the farm bill. London-based BMI Research says the shipping disruptions on the Red Sea could push up the cost of ag commodities, including grain and fertilizer. The Suez Canal is responsible for 15% of the global wheat trade and 7% of corn shipments. In a report, BMI says that should be supportive for farm prices. The Federal Maritime Commission has scheduled a February 7th hearing to consider how U.S. containerized shippers are being affected by the attacks on the Red Sea. This follows the Commission's decision to allow several container shipping companies to increase freight rates or add emergency surcharges sooner than they normally would. According to Drury's World Container Index, the average global container freight rates rose 102 percent since mid-December. The export business has been complicated by those transportation issues, ranging from conflicts on the Red Sea and the Black Sea to low water levels on the Panama Canal. Bismarck lawyer David Barrett, who previously served as the general counsel for the National Grain and Feed Association, sees a potential problem for grain shipments to the Pacific Northwest. The Biden administration seems to be moving forward with uh, the lower Snake River dams you know, they want to take out three or four of those dams which flow into the Columbia River. I mean, that'd have a devastating impact on North Dakota grain uh, if, if you uh, remove those dams and make, make the river system less navigable. 
Minnesota Pork Producers Association Director of Public Policy, Sustainability and Strategy, Lauren Cervik, served on a panel at the Min Ag Expo this week discussing livestock regulation, especially pertaining to California's Prop 12 and Massachusetts Question 3. Cervik says any solution to stopping the patchwork regulation like this is going to be hard to come by. A complicated issue has a complicated set of solutions too, and so EATS is one that's been thrown out. Um, we, we really are just looking for that that solution to a federal preemption related to Prop 12, because, um, like I said, this is certainty related to pigs, but you can see how this would stem out to all products within agriculture, and so um, a lot of concerns there. And Minnesota is uniquely positioned with some really key Democratic and Republican leaders at the federal level to try and come up with a solution, and hopefully we're going to continue working on that. Um, the one thing I has me a little concerned is some of the lack of movement related to the farm bill because that's a logical vehicle to try and move something that would help provide some clarity and certainty for our farmers which is what's really important. And that's a look at farm news this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. Farm business management has tracked data from the Minnesota Water Quality Certification Program for the past four years. Throughout that time participants outperformed their peers 15 to 20 percent on net farm income does lead to a lot of curiosity, but it does also lead to a conclusion that we know that water quality certification will not damage farm profitability over the long term. Scholarships are available to water quality certified producers to participate in farm business management. Visit agcentric.org for more information. Check out the Job Opportunities tab on the Red River Farm Network website. Bayer Crop Science is seeking a field testing agronomist. This is a residence-based field-facing role with this position based in Devils Lake, North Dakota. Find out all the details on the Job Opportunities in Agriculture tab on the Red River Farm Network website. That's rrfn.com. And if your business has a job opportunity, contact the Red River Farm Network to find your future employee. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. Midwest saw a mostly quiet and cold weather pattern into uh, this weekend before warmer temperatures and rains will return to the southwestern eastern areas of the Midwest next week. World Weather Incorporated says some occasional snow, snow showers will occur through Monday as temperatures begin to slowly warm. Temperatures are expected to slowly climb over the next few days. National Weather Service General Forecaster Matthew McLaughlin says it'll be a slow warm-up. Slowly getting warmer with wind chills into the negative teens. Um, as far as our warmer temperatures, we are starting to see a pattern shift, possibly this weekend. So we could start to really start um, to see the those above average temperatures possibly breaking zero, roughly, maybe Wednesday. As the temperatures warm, we could see a chance of some light snow. There's a lot of variance with that as the pressure systems change in track. So it could be very possibly that after tomorrow we could stay dry for the rest of the week or we could have some light dustings here and there. The warm air is, you know, slowly returning. That's going to be a major plush. And our wind chills looks fairly decent um, after Wednesday. Brazil and Paraguay will receive enough rain to support crop development over the next two weeks. Well, periods of drying will allow for some field work to advance. 
World Weather Incorporated says Argentina will see a more restricted rainfall pattern over the next two weeks, but moist soils should support crop development. However, many areas of Argentina will need greater rain in February to prevent crop stress from developing. NDSU Associate Professor and Extension Veterinarian Gerald Staka has uh, participated in the Feeder Council's Beyond the Bunk workshop in Towner this week. Yeah, my objective is to listen to some of the concerns and the questions that they've got regarding health. Some of these guys are buying in calves from the auction market. Some will buy in calves from an auction market that may be a little ways away. So we might get into a discussion of how do you handle cattle that, for lack of a better term, don't know one another. We use the term commingling to describe what happens when we do that. So when you put calves together that don't know each other, you add a little stress level, and that's usually what causes some of these what we call respiratory or pneumonia cases to result is when I put groups of cattle together that don't know one another. Proper feeding during the cold months is key to providing warmth for the cattle. Feeding the cattle, this would be for the cow herd as well, that you're feeding the cattle what they need in order to fuel that little pot-bellied stove they got inside them that we call the rumen that generates energy, that generates heat for them to stay, to stay, stay warm. And <clears throat> if you look at cattle that are in cold weather, if they can get out of the wind and you provided some bedding, for example, straw bedding, for some time a layer for them to lay on, they're pretty comfortable. Most of the time you'll see them laying down, chewing their guts. They're comfortable. RCM Ag Services market analyst Steve Wagner says the cash cattle market has been supported by this week's weather. You've got the weather supporting beef. Uh, we, we have had uh, a week, uh, maybe even two, of, of really brutal weather for cattle. You know, the storms, the cold. Uh, we've seen cattle weights actually decline, and so I think we're going to see a supportive market there. Not that we're headed, you know, twenty dollars a hundred higher, but I, I think that market is done milling down as well. That's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. If you have farmland and are thinking of selling or would like help negotiating with tenants, Red River Land Company can help. Hi, this is Chris Griffin with Red River Land Company. Our company and its founder, John Botsford, have a long history of helping owners successfully sell their farmland or maintain their farmland through our farm management services. We pride ourselves in being a trusted resource and would be happy to meet with you to formulate a plan to best accomplish your goals for the land. Go to redriverlandco.com to set up a meeting with us today. Red River Land Company, your trusted name in farm real estate. The American Farm Bureau Annual Convention will take place January 19th through the 24th. I'm Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman. Be listening to this Red River Farm Network station. I'll have updates from Salt Lake City, Utah throughout the event. Coverage from the American Farm Bureau Annual Convention is brought to you by the Minnesota Farm Bureau, NDFB, South Dakota Farm Bureau, and Ag Country Farm Credit Services. American Farm Bureau Annual Convention coverage right here on the Red River Farm Network.